Oh boy, here we go for the Monday show. It is the Big 49. I am the Stretch Ari. And today is like any other Monday. We're going to start it off with a Jed Lawrence interview. And then we're going to have a UFO story. That's kind of how we're going to roll today. It is going to be freaking weird having a couple weeks off here after next. This coming weekend, we will have racing at Washougal, which is great for us West Coasters because it's a West Coast time, which means we're going to get to sleep in and all that kind of good stuff. I won't be sleeping in because I'm not doing the races anymore. It is going to be Moto, uh, Jason, and Kyle doing the motocross coverage on Saturday as we wind down the stretch re here on the Big 4-9. Get ready for that. No big crescendo either. I'm just going to do shows right up until I don't do them anymore. And then I am going to wander off into oblivion. And you'll forget you ever knew me. It's not going to happen. Even though you'll probably still hear Stretch here in the 49. Unless they completely re-blow it up and redo the imaging and everything, you'll probably still hear Stretch on here for a while. And there's still old shows. If they want to run, they can run. Like, there is no bad feelings as me leaving the 4-9. We're going to... I'll probably still do some uh, production here and there for them anyways. So that is... What's happening here on the 4-9 on this Monday? Outside of motocross, outside of UFOs, I got just uh, another couple of stories to talk about. I got a lot of, like, rising homicide due to the rising crime. And what I mean is people killing criminals. And in every single one of them, I'm like, good for you, good on you. That's a good shoot. I like that. There's a lot of it. It is crazy. We'll get into some of them on the show today. We got some in Philly. We got a couple in New York. They are all over the place. Also, another thing I wanted to do before we got far into the show today is send out our uh, best wishes, our thoughts and prayers to everyone out in the Inland Empire that's having to deal with those fires out there. I know we got one out by Marino Valley. We got uh, Beaumont's all on fire out there just there's a lot going on so be safe and and hopefully your property is safe but it is the least important thing there is when it comes to your life trust me you reflect on these things you figure this out like i'd be bummed if my house burned down but as long as my dogs and my family were out i would be way better with it i losing both would be awful 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 so we've got some good old dumb shittery on the show today. I got some weird invention coming your way from GE. I have got your Moto Minutes that are all packed up and ready to go. There's a lot on the show today, but most of it is just, yeah, people getting getting killed. People are committing crimes, getting killed. And where is this all happening? In big old blue cities. Big old blue cities where we're not prosecuting crime anymore, where we got those soft on crime district attorneys. How's that working out for you, Democrats? Because it looks like the people are taking matters into their own hands, and rightfully so, because the criminals are very, very bold thanks to your lack of prosecution and lack of police work and lack of letting the police do their work. I'm not shaming the police. I'm shaming the city governments that... Don't let them do their job. 
Well, people are doing your job for you, and the people are doing it way better than the police can because the police are too worried about getting sued for shooting a piece of crap. So the people are shooting pieces of crap in cities where you're not even allowed to have guns. I'm looking at you, New York. So let's uh, get into our Jet Lawrence interview. Let's talk to him. Kid is perfect on the season, man. He has got an 81-point lead in the championship. And we'll talk to him, and then we'll get into the UFOs, and then we'll dive into all these crazy stories that I got. So let's get ready for the Monday edition of The Stretch Show with Jet Lawrence coming up next on the 4-9. Big 49, it is The Stretch Show, and right now we are sitting down for our Monday interview with Jet Lawrence because it's what we have done every single Monday of this entire outdoor season. I don't know what we're going to do after Washougal when there's a break because we're going to have like a two-week gap of no interviews with Jet on a Monday. It's going to seem very unnatural around here on the 49. Jet, congratulations on a perfect season so far, throwing that no-hitter, looking damn good in the process. You got an 81-point lead in the championships, and here you are at Millville with two more victories today. And I did hear this, though, from a lot of people, that this track was very different than years past. Uh, What was your interpretation? How was your day out there on this uh, track, on this hot day at Millville? Um, Yeah, the track was uh, definitely a lot different from uh, the previous years. I feel like it uh, kind of definitely favored a lot more in Chase's kind of technique, that flat and like kind of more muscle bulldog kind of uh, style. He just has that bit of extra strength to just push through a few more things than I can. Yeah. I have to time it. But um, another good day. Qualifying was good. I, like, qualifying's always fun for me. It's a... Uh, this one, the track's kind of the most best, you could say. Yeah. And then uh, first moto, Chase was at the start. He was... <laughs> I really had much form. I just kind of, like, was just keeping at my pace. And I'm like, all right, if he... Close enough uh, where uh, I know it, maybe we can... Flip it out. Uh, flow a bit. Okay. And... Th- Keep him behind, okay. uh, but and then second moto, he uh, I was looking forward to it. He got the start on me. I'm like, all right, this one's gonna be fix this mic. Uh, and then that second one, he got the yeah. start on me. We kind of like went back, not back and forth, but we we're battling for those first few turns, and yeah, that was fun. And after we got through the rolls, it's kind of set like I was second. I'm like, all right, this one's gonna be a gonna be an all out uh, battle through the whole time. So I was looking okay. forward to end up just sliding it, kind of. Losing traction in the rear end in that uh, one turn, I was able to capitalize on that and end up going down. So I mean, I'm not yeah. not mad about it. <laughs> it made it a little <laughs> bit easier on myself. Yeah. Didn't have to go all the way to the end, but uh, no, another good weekend. Uh, looking forward to uh, Washougal. It's another first yeah. kind of race for me on a 450, so it's gonna be a gonna be a fun one. All right, Jet. You said after the first moto, you had to go back and do some tweaks on the bike. Uh, what did you guys do between the first moto and the second moto, and do you think it helped? Um, yeah, we ended up just going with a tire change, uh, oh, wow. and on the track, it was it was really good. I felt like on the start, I left. I think I lost just that little bit because you ran yeah. a paddle, right? Yeah, Chase ran yeah. a paddle, and you could just see on uh, just those few spots where you just got that extra bit on that straight. Like on the start, this were yeah. pretty even, but then that this extra bit <laughs> where he just was able to get that extra wheel. Uh, but this tire, and then like, Dazzy told me to let go of the brakes earlier. That's why I was. That's why the suspension work it wasn't working as good. <laughs> All right. Well, good advice. Apparently, it, it worked out for you. Stayed perfect on the season. Coming up next, we're heading to the West Coast. Going to get into Washougal. Uh, is that another one of your favorite tracks? Or how you feel about Washougal uh, going into next week? Um, 
Oh, it's a hard one because it's like uh, racing. It kind of sucks because if you get a good start, I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. sick. But if you get a bad start, oh my gosh. I, I haven't been a 450 yet, and I know to be yeah. that roost really hurts. So <laughs> we're get, definitely going to try and get the starts uh, on Washu because I don't want to feel that 450 roost going up that yeah. next hill. <laughs> uh, but just riding it, I think it's it's up there for one of the most prettiest ones with all the trees and that yeah. stuff. But racing, I feel like it's pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. Uh, how about after we get done with Washugo, we're going to run into that uh, two-week break. What are you going to do differently in the next couple weeks? Also, I know that's the time for Loretta Lynn's. Are you going to make any like uh, team appearances out there? Uh, what, what's happening for you during this coming break in the motocross season? Um, well, yeah, I know after Washugo, Lucas Hunter and I are going to go to Coeur Lane for his birthday to play some golf. We might nice. even bring... Bring our friend Dylan here into golf. He, he, he doesn't like it, but I reckon deep down he, he practices and stuff. Nice. But, um, and then, yeah, who knows? If uh, if our mate Jacob starts doing really good at Loretta's, yeah. and we could have a good chance at a championship, Hunter and I might go down and um, on the last day and go support our boy. Oh, nice. Get a quick LL championship, hopefully. We'll yeah. see. Okay. But, um, yeah, besides that, just still training and... Just maybe take a little bit of break off. Maybe. All right. Uh, well, Jet, whatever you're doing is working. Keep up the great work. Can't wait to see what happens next weekend at Washougal if you can keep the perfect game going because so far it is a masterpiece you are doing uh, this season in the outdoor on your rookie season nonetheless, man. Congratulations on your success. Enjoy the upcoming time off. But before that, we will talk to you probably next Monday right here on the 49 after Washougal. Ah, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Taking a look at the 250 championship points for the outdoor motocross season. And as much as it seems like Hunter Lawrence has got domination with the performance like he put in over the weekend in Minnesota, he does have a pretty comfortable lead now. He went into the day at five points down on Hayden Deegan and when he ended the day with a 13-point lead. But here's how your top five shakes out. It's really close. Lawrence up front by 13 on Deegan, who is seven points up on number three, RJ Hampshire, who is tied with number four, Joe Shimoda, and just one point ahead of Justin Cooper. So three, four, and five still very much in this championship race, and those dudes are separated by one point, and this season is nowhere near wrapped up in the 250 class. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It is a stretch show. Time to go into my favorite topic, and that is UFOs. And I don't know about you guys, but as I've really been fired up on the topic and really fired up on what looks like, wow, we're about to get disclosure. We're about to get the truth. The truth embargo is going to be lifted. We're going to find out what's really going on. It seems like the government knows what's going on, and they know what's coming, and they're kind of nudging this themselves to their advantage and I just I, I I'm sorry if I if I sound like a conspiracy theorist but I do not trust the government in any way shape or form especially right now like right now would be the lowest in my life that I've ever had faith in the United States government ever in my life so 
I'm like skeptical on anything they say or do. I'm skeptical on everything, but you have to be. We're cynical bastards now in the world. But this is interesting. What if all of this disclosure nonsense is just a ruse because maybe there's more aliens around right now than ever before in modern history? I mean, we don't know. Uh, the ancient aliens could have a point. They could have been around thousands of years ago, maybe left, come back. Maybe they're all getting ready to come back. And maybe the government knows this. Because let me tell you uh, my new theory. So the bipartisan deal that was written into the budget, and it basically is going to make it so any government agency under the, in the United States will have a certain amount of time to give every single thing they have to this committee that the president will select and it will be a bipartisan committee because this bill was written bipartisanly it's one thing they've actually worked together on and you're like okay cool however listen to this in that same thing where everyone's big on this like there seems like everything good other than I don't really trust the shadowy figures within the government to cough up anything. And they say the government can still not release stuff. They can get it. And they just like the JFK assassination, which should have been completely given to the public by now, keeps getting kicked down the road and isn't, is not uh, released to the public because they keep going, oh, national security. We, can, we can't let it go. Well, why? Well, why? what happened? Well, Here's what we have here. They can have national security. I understand. If you have alien technology, you could dominate the world. The fact that they haven't dominated the world yet shows that they have way more restraint and are way better uh, creatures than we are. Mankind would immediately take that tech and go try to dominate the world. And there's a fear of that, and I understand that. So a lot of stuff would remain classified. So it'd go to this committee, they'd be like, yeah, this is too much, this is classified. But another thing they just wrote into the little the little bill is anything that you or I find that is of not of this world will automatically uh, be given to the federal government in eminent domain. Any recovered technologies of unknown origin and any biological evidence of non-human intelligence that may, be, uh, that may be controlled by private individuals or entities will automatically become eminent domain of the federal government and they will seize all those things. So if you own a ranch out in the middle of Nevada or Utah, and there's been alien activity there. You've had cattle mutilations. And then one of those bastards messes up and crashes into the ground on your property. You cannot keep any of it. And where people are saying, wait a minute, this is kind of effed up because we might be way further along as human beings if other, you know, private individuals were able to investigate this stuff. The fact that it's going to the government, and, and it's true. There's a lot of rules in place to work for the federal government and have certain clearances. In, in it, you could have never done any drugs. And they put you through lie detectors and all that stuff. Well, guess what? 
a lot of people have done drugs. Probably the most brilliant minds in the world have done drugs at some point in their life. Well, they can't have that clearance. You do not have the brightest and best working on this UFO field. You've got some smart scientists. I'm not saying they're all idiots, but they work for the government, so they could be. But if you had it out into public domain, and if you had a guy that found, uh, you know, a beat-up alien thing. Now, granted, I do understand you wouldn't want China to come in or Russia to come in and buy it up and be like, hey, we'll give you $5 million for it. And you're like, cool for me. Here you go. I understand that. I understand some control over it or the government getting their hands on it, checking it out, and then giving it back to you because you would be the rightful owner because it was on your property. But that's not the case. Anything found now will go to the government. Now, you'd probably want to give them aliens. I don't think I'd want a pet alien running around my house. That would not be good. Something 10 times smarter than you. Uh, the government could come handle that. And also, God knows what kind of disease or illness it could bring. And, and uh, that would be bad. I, there's things I understand the government taking. But some cool metal? What if there is a person that was like, wait a minute, man. We could take this engine right here, put it in cars, and we're not burning fossil fuels anymore. And... We also aren't having to charge the damn thing every 100 miles. And everyone's freaking solid gold. That is way, way, way better for mankind. But the government doesn't care about mankind. The government cares about power. And not letting the enemies have the upper hand or know what they're doing. So that's why all this has been hidden for 80-something years. And it's why it's going to remain hidden. And it's why... They're going to continue to bully and take stuff. And now it's written right into the law. The federal government will have eminent domain over any recovered technologies of unknown origin and biological evidence of non-human intelligence. And anything that may be controlled by private individuals or entities will automatically be forfeited to the government under this new legislation. How do you like sneaking that in there? Because I don't like it at all. Yeah, I don't like it at all. But what you got to do? So there we go. Something to think about. Another reason to not trust the government. There's shadiness in everything that they do. All right, coming up next, let's get into... Uh, uh, this is an interesting story. Happened with the LAPD. We're, we're going to be big on law enforcement today. This one happened here in L.A. Two deputies, two male deputies, sued the department... And they just got awarded $13.1 million by a jury. And we're going to get into this. And they were discriminated against. And it's it's interesting. But I would discriminate. I would make the same call if I was the city on this one. Talk about this one next. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Saturday in Millville, Minnesota. The pro motocross went to Spring Creek again. And as usual, it's one of the best stops on the entire circuit for amazing racing. However, this year for the first time in a long time. In fact, since 2009, there was not a Martin brother behind the gate. Older brother Alex, a.k.a. the Troll Train, raced there first in 2009 as a pro. Little brother Jeremy, a.k.a. J-Mart, his first pro race there in 2013. Yet this year, Alex is retired and J-Mart is out with yet another season-ending injury. We may never see another Martin brother lining up at Spring Creek for the Pro Motocross National Race again. And that's sad, especially for the locals out there. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up 
one hour from now. Big four nine. It's a stretch show on a Monday morning. Jet Lawrence, our typical Monday interview. We got that again today. It'll pop up again last hour of the stretch show, which is 11 a.m. Pacific time. That will happen. That kid is, man, he's on fire. 81 point lead. That is insane how massive his lead is and how dominant he has been. But they say Washugal and Sexton. If Sexton's going to get one, it's going to be Washugal, and it will break the streak and screw up Jet Lawrence's perfect game. No one's stopping that kid from winning the championship. No one, unless he gets hurt, he can stop himself. But, um, yeah, Chase Sexton got a shot here in Washugal. We'll see. Okay, let's go into this fun little story here. Two LAPD police officers, male police officers, they were uh, got in big trouble, basically, because there was a drunk driving suspect that was arrested. And apparently when the guy woke up in the jail cell, his eyebrows and his mustache had been shaved off and a Hitler mustache was drawn on his face with a Sharpie, as well as his eyebrows, also a uh, Spanish slang for penis was written on his head. And so he had word for penis in Spanish on his head. Now, the officers were reprimanded, and it ends up they were unable to prove they did it. They're like, we didn't do it. And they were cleared of any wrongdoing, these two officers. Yet they feel that they were being treated by their supervisors as if they had done it. They were sure that these two guys had done this, drawing eyebrows and uh, penis on this guy's face and a Hitler mustache. Well, here's the deal. There were four officers that had control of this passed out drunk driving suspect. And they were, these two officers, Officer Glick and Officer Garcia, who are males, Stephen Glick, Alfred Garcia. And there were two female officers who were not named, who also had control. But yet the there was, here's where they sued. All of the evidence pointed to gender discrimination. So these two dudes got ran up for this and they were unable to prove they did it. Now granted, there were four officers there, but they didn't even talk to the female officers. And they strictly went after the two dudes. And the dudes are like, we didn't do it. And there's no video of them doing it. They can't prove they did it. But the guy wakes up with a Hitler mustache (laughs) drawn on Sharpie eyebrows and the word uh, penis on his face in a Sharpie. So these two guys sued. They're like, why didn't you even question the female officers who were also present at the time? Because they did not. And guess what that's called? That's called gender discrimination because they only focused on the males and they excluded the two female officers. Those male officers were awarded $13.1 million by a jury last week. $13.1 million because they overlooked the females and went straight to the males. Now, I'm going to ask you mathematically, I'm going to give the odds 99 to 1 that it was the guys and the girls had nothing to do with it. It was the exact way to go, but because we're in this woke-ass day and age where everyone's equal and this, no, you know what? Guys are stupid. 
guys do a lot more juvenile dumb shit than girls do. I get a lot of girls, especially trying to fit in with guys in a, in a male-dominated uh, business like law enforcement. You might have some girls that do that. And you got some butchy chicks that are, that are very dude-like that may do some stuff like that. Just trying to fit in. They should have at least been talked to. The fact that you went straight after the dudes, but guess why you went straight after the dudes? Because I put 99 to 1 odds on, it was the dudes. Because that's who did it. You can't prove it, yet they all know who did it, and they all went after those guys, and that's why even after they were cleared of uh, not being able to prove it, everyone still treated them. Now, I remember I was accused of, of an actual crime at one of my jobs and with a boss that I hated who sucked balls. I was better than he was, and we all knew it. And I would bitch and complain about a fax machine we had. That's back when radio stations would have fax machines. And there was, you know, the, the fax machine that prints out a piece of paper just like a printer, and then you have it. Those were new, and they were out there, but we still had the old roll kind. So when you get the fax, it's rolled up like a damn holy scroll of some type when you get the fax machine every day, and then you get 20 or 30 or 40 a day during a morning show, and you're trying to go through them, but it's a pile because they won't because they're rolling themselves up. And, and I would always say, please get me a hard paper fax. That's what I wanted. Get me a hard paper fax. Like, I really, and I would bitch about it all the time. Well... The fax machine got stolen, and it was gone. So my boss is like, well, Stretch bitches about it all the time, and he's kind of an a-hole, so it was Stretch, and they accused me of doing it. And then I even went and hired uh, a, a person to come in and do a lie detector because I was so offended that someone accused me of stealing because it's something I've never done in my life, and I passed it, and he's like, well, you hired the guy. They still didn't believe me, and I was pissed, and I, I ended up quitting that job pretty much over this. And then... I quit and I was gone, and sure enough, they, the police, the radio station was in Glendale, and the P Glendale police arrested the janitor in that building for stealing, like, computers and fax machines and Xerox. He was stealing everything that wasn't bolted down at night. He would take it, throw it in his trash can, take out the trash and put it in his car, and I guess this was going on for a long time, and it was a lot more than our fax, like, like who's not going to miss a fax machine? It was just gone. And then after that happened, I called that guy and said, Hey, dickface, remember when you said I stole that fax machine? Yeah, what do you think this was? Go F yourself. Yeah, he very, after that job, he didn't work in radio again. And I was around another 15 years after that. So F you, Parker, you bitch. I'm Stretch. <laughs> it's the Big 49. Big Four Nine. It's a stretch show here on a Monday. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to us. Stretch show gonna run. Not done yet. Still got some things to do here on the Four Nine. Eventually gonna pull the plug on it. Right now, though, I want to tell you about a fun little story coming out of Dayton, Ohio. Ohio has been really inundated with the idiots on dirt bikes and quads riding on city streets, riding like idiots. Well, this one's kind of funny. Two people taken to the hospital early Friday morning when they were uh, buzzing down the highway on a quad with no lights on, riding double, you know, an illegal quad. And they drove right by a police officer. That police officer made a U-turn, turned his lights on, and before he could even get to them, they had crossed over into the 
They were heading westbound. They crossed over to the eastbound lanes and struck a, a car. The problem is that car was also a police car. Yeah, the driver and passenger taken to Miami Valley Hospital in stable condition. No officers injured in the crash. Driver of the four-wheeler, here's the best part. Not only was he handed multiple citations, you know, for driving a unlicensed vehicle on city streets, for reckless driving, for evading a police officer, for driving uh, with no lights on and unlicensed and all that fun stuff. He was drunk, too. Yeah, he, he operating a vehicle while intoxicated under the influence of alcohol or drugs. Yeah, he was intoxicated. Hey, that, that's just amazing. That's amazing. Like, really? You've, I, I would have to say, if you're going to drive a car down the street, or you're going to drive a car down, you know, the highway, or, or I mean, a, a motorcycle, sorry, an illegal motorcycle, you have to know you're going to get probably pulled over. You would think you'd have a helmet on and do everything you could to not get a big, long list of charges. But no, that's not what these guys do because everyone's an idiot and everyone knows even if they catch you, they're not going to do anything. There is no crime you can get in trouble for now other than murder. In fact, I'm going to get into the murder stories here coming up in a moment. And all these murder stories I have are these people are in trouble and they shouldn't be. These people are doing the job the police refuse to do now and district attorneys refuse to prosecute and this is where we are. We're back at this situation. Get into this one next. It's the Big Four now. The Man Urge. Demon Report! A lot of PlayStation gamers were freaking out after Microsoft purchased Activision Blizzard. We all know that Microsoft owns Xbox and that Activision Blizzard is where they make Call of Duty, one of the biggest video games in the history of video games. But good news, nerds, they are not going to take it away from the PlayStation platform. In fact, they said that Microsoft and Sony have signed a binding agreement to keep the game on both platforms moving forward. Very good news for your PlayStation Call of Duty heads. I said duty heads. Jake Paul is guaranteeing that he is going to knock out Nate Diaz in their fight on August 5th. Jake says he has a chip on his shoulder after his last fight ended with him taking the first loss of his YouTube boxing career. He says after the KO of Nate, he's going to go back and avenge that loss to Tommy Furry. Good luck on that, dude. Remember Aaron Hernandez, the homicidal tight end for the New England Patriots? Well, his brother's equally crazy, I guess, because a while back I told you a story where he was arrested after he drove up to the ESPN headquarters and threw a brick through a window. And on that brick, he wrote, it's about time you all realize the effect media has on all family members. I guess he didn't like something they wrote about his deceased brother and he freaked out. Now he got arrested for that, but didn't show up to court, got a bench warrant. Now he's back in jail. This dude's loped out like his brother, apparently. And by the way, when he wrote realize, he spelled it R-E-A-L-E-Y-E-S. Yeah, this guy's a rocket scientist. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big four nine. It's a stretch show. We're going to start a fun little topic right now. Uh, bring up a topic of people murdering idiot criminals and being prosecuted for murdering idiot criminals and in my opinion should none of them should be charged 
first uh, round, we're going to do this out of Philadelphia. Got a woman. You're a single woman. You live by yourself in Philadelphia. Could be a scary neighborhood. So what do you do? You pack heat. Just in case. You never know. Cops aren't going to do anything. Guy comes up and rapes you. They're going to be like, yeah. Good on you. You're fine. Shake it off. Should have dressed like that. I mean, that seems what they're going to do. Well, in this situation, lady comes home. She'd been out. One o'clock in the morning on Sunday. So it was Saturday night. She'd been out partying. And she gets back to her apartment. And there's four dudes inside of it. Four dudes in her apartment. And she immediately pulls the gun out of her purse. A confrontation ensues. And she shoots two of the four men. And she's in big trouble. So officers arrived. They found the woman standing in the street. One of the men lying on the ground suffering from two gunshot wounds. His name was Jermaine Parker. Jermaine, 48 years old. Running down the street, they found another guy. Uh, He was down on the ground and had a gunshot wound to the back. He was 45-year-old Randy Miller. Luckily for her, uh, these guys didn't die, but I can tell you the fact that they had gunshot wounds to the back, she's in trouble because they were running. Now, I don't know what happened. You got four dudes in your room. I say just start blasting, and they're going to start running when you start shooting, and if you shoot them in the back, you shoot them in the back. They shouldn't have been in your house in the first place, and what were they there to do besides steal? And you're a single lady. Were they going to rape you, murder you, rob you? Like, what else was going to happen? She did the right thing. This is a lady. Lives by herself in a house. Four dudes are imagine coming home being a single lady coming into your apartment, and there's four dudes in there, and you're like, oh, what the F? Plow, plow, plow is what happens. Two of them go down, and she's in big trouble. The other, uh, no word on the other two robbers yet. Miller and Parker were arrested by Philadelphia police and charged with burglary and other related offenses. And, you know, just because they're doing the good work, they arrested her too. And we'll see what happens in this case. I I think nothing should happen. I think this lady should be given some uh, new bullets by the city for the ones she had to spin when she shot all those mofos. You can't have this going on. Like, this is where we've gotten to. And this is going to happen more and more and more. You've got violent, crazy, homeless people on the street. You've got violent criminals. You've got people that don't have a job because it's better to get free money from the government for not having a job while you're making tons of money being a professional thief. And when you don't prosecute those crimes and you do everything you can to not put... It all started with COVID when they started really trying to not put people in jail. Remember, right when COVID hit is when we got the George uh, Floyd stuff out of Minnesota, and that whole thing just blew up, and it was like, remember, you can't leave your house, you can't go anywhere without a mask, but it's okay for you to go out and burn buildings down and protest, because that's your right as an American to protest. Yet, if you went to the grocery store without a mask, they would not let you in the effing grocery store to spend money and buy groceries. Remember that? Yeah, that's where all this started. And now people have just turned into, yeah, F it. Well, why? there's no reason to not steal. If you're a thief, 
There's no reason to not steal. They're not going to jail for it. Nothing's gonna. What are they gonna do? Stop you? Detain you? Take the stuff back? Okay, have it back. I stole it. It's not even mine, anyways. Like craziness. So this lady blasts two out of four dudes. Up next, we're gonna head to New York City. I've got not one but two stories coming out of New York where these ended in death. And in both situations, the guys that got killed were low-life, crazy criminal pieces of crap. And the people that got arrested were just trying to go about their life, trying to be safe. They happen to have weapons to protect themselves because the police no longer protect you in New York. It's kind of the law there to let lawlessness and mayhem run the streets. Well, I'm going to tell you what happened there next. This is the Big 4-9. The Big 49 Moto Minute Brought to you by LBZ The dust has settled from the weekend of racing in Millville, Minnesota And in the 450 class, it is over Jet Lawrence, domination continues He now has a 90-point lead in the championship Having gone undefeated in every single moto of this entire season Dylan Ferrand is in second place and Aaron Plessinger is in third. Adam Cianzarillo has moved into fourth place. Chase Sexton is working his way back up in fifth, and Ty Masterpool, the privateer beast, is sitting at number sixth in the 450 class in the championship points race. I am Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big four nine. It is a stretch show on a Monday. Let's continue our craziness of people murdering people on the streets just trying to protect themselves. And all of those people obviously in jail. Let's start with a guy in Brooklyn. Guy and his girlfriend, they get on the train in Brooklyn, the subway. And when they get down there, there is a 36-year-old man who is hassling other commuters on board the northbound J train. And he's immediately starts in on this couple. They are 20 years old. And the guy is, there's a lot, if you've ever been to New York and you've ever ridden the subways, there's just crazy people on the trains. And this was 10, 15 years ago, there was crazy people on the trains. I can't imagine what it's like now. I would be scared now, and I'm not a dude that's scared of stuff. I would avoid the train unless I would, uh, by myself, I would avoid the train. If I'm with my friends, they're all right. There's three or four of us. We'll be all right. But you never know what's going to happen. People get robbed down there. You just get accosted by insane people on the regular, and it's not a safe place to be. Uh, Case in point, this couple, 20 years old, riding the train, getting harassed by this 36-year-old man. When all of a sudden the guy then becomes violent. He's arguing with them and then becomes violent. And at some point he punches the woman in the face, the 20-year-old woman, just clocks her. Well, her boyfriend jumps on the guy then and they start wrestling around. And then finally the boyfriend pulls a knife out and stabs this dude to death. The train has come to a stop at the train station. The crazy guy falls out of the platform and dies. Uh, officers respond to the stabbing call around 8 p.m. And they rush this guy to Brooklyn Methodist Hospital where he is pronounced dead. 
His name is De Victor Quadrago. He's 36 years old. Well, what do they do? They arrest the guy, Jordan Williams, who's 20 years old, who was just protecting his girlfriend who had been punched in the face by this guy. And I'm telling you, at that point, if you had a knife on you and a dude just punched your girlfriend in the face, the fact that you had the restraint to not just immediately begin stabbing him, they say the guy had him in a headlock and was beating him when he stabbed him. Who do you think's in trouble here? Well, the dead, one guy's dead, but the uh, guy that played the stabby stabby, that's who's in trouble. The guy that had the knife, shouldn't have a knife, can't be carrying a knife. Can't be stabbing a guy even though he's beating the shit out of your girlfriend. Yeah, you should be getting a freaking medal for protecting your girl. You're probably gonna go to jail. Sounds right. All right, I got one more out of uh, New York as well. This one happened in Queens. We got a 65-year-old man. He's walking home from work at 2 o'clock in the morning from a parking garage he works at. And he's walking out, and he's smoking a cigarette, and there's a video, and I have watched the video. The guy is walking, and this young dude with a hoodie on and the hood pulled up and a backpack on, and he's got something in his right hand, comes up at the guy, and then you see the dude, the old dude, clearly reach into, like, pull his hand out of his pocket, and he has a gun. He has a revolver, and he points it at the guy. You're going to think this dude's going to run. All right, the dude doesn't run. The dude starts, like, going crazy, like, side to side and getting all loped out. And then the guy with the gun pulled out is backing up, backing up, backing up, doing everything he can when the dude who has something in his right hand charges the old guy. And he's a 65-year-old man. The guy that uh, gets shot and killed is uh, in his 20s. And he gets shot and killed. And what's funny is the guy took a bunch of slugs to the chest and ran away at a high rate of speed and then collapsed and died. He got about 100 yards before he collapsed and died after being shot multiple times in the chest. I imagine that's how long for it took for him to internally bleed out is what happened. But it's freaking nuts. And what do they do? They go and arrest the old guy. And the old guy's charged with unlawfully having a fire. You can't have a gun in New York City. But every thug criminal piece of poo had a gun in fact that dude that died had a gun on him i don't know why he didn't pull the gun out i don't think he thought the old man was going to shoot him when the old man pulled his gun out but he had like a like a pin like a uh, that he was going to stab the guy with when he came at him that was in his right hand and he had a gun on him as well and they say this guy was like a career criminal piece of crap all kinds of a rap sheet and he had a gun on him and he got nuts, and they say they know that he has a long criminal rap sheet and mental illness. And he's on the streets just robbing people, just preying on good people because nothing happens. Well, you know when something happens? When an old dude pulls a gun out and kills you. That's when something happens. But it shouldn't be getting to that. We shouldn't have to be carrying guns on the subway. But you're kind of stupid if you don't at this point. This guy was on subway. He was walking down a sidewalk, leaving the parking garage he worked at. But you should be safe in whatever neighborhood you live in. This guy's like, this place is crazy. I had to start carrying a gun because it wasn't safe anymore. And guess what? He probably would have been assaulted and badly injured or killed if he hadn't had a gun to shoot this guy. And now he's in jail for having a gun in New York. Communist-ass New York. Don't think it's any better here in California. Crazy, crazy. 
So if the police would start doing their job again, well, let me rephrase that. If the district attorneys would start allowing the police to do their jobs again and the sue-happy bullshit public, the woke-ass public, would let the cops do what they need to do to keep crime down, and that's crackheads and kick ass, we would get crime under control really quickly in all of these big cities. In the meantime, good luck defending yourself and not going to prison. I'm Stretch. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. New Ronnie Mac video dropped yesterday. It's called Ron Wins Down Under. That's right, Ronnie Mac in Australia's. He headed out to Perth for a freestyle motocross show on his gas gas or ass ass two smoker as he likes to call it. And he threw it down. Great freestyle video from a group called the Freestyle Kings. And Ronnie Mack, of course, in there too, doing his thing. And I gotta tell you, Ronnie Mack's as big of a star down under in the moto world as he is here in America. Go check out that video on YouTube. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It's a stretch show here on a Monday. Here's a really cool kind of weird-ass story that's coming from our friends at General Electric. They are... They say that once upon a time, GE used to make vacuum cleaners, but they haven't done that in years and years and years. Yet, they now have a thing called... Basically, they're going to vacuum the sky with this thing called Direct Air Capture, DAC. It's a prototype, and they're going to do larger-scale demonstrations in 2024 with it, and they say they can successfully scale its uh, system. It will be a massive weapon in the fight against uh, carbon. So they always say, oh, your carbon footprint, you're this, you're that. Well, they're basically going to use these giant machines to clean the air. I know no one's thought of this before, but it's pretty cool. So it uses chemical reactions to remove carbon dioxide from the air. When air moves over the chemicals, it selectively traps the carbon, leaving other parts of the air to pass right through. So you turn these giant machines on and they just suck in all the air. They suck the carbon out of the air and they shoot the air back into the air. Say so once the carbon is successfully sucked out of the air and removed from the chemicals, uh, typically by applying heat, it can be injected deep into the ground in geological formations never to be seen again. I like this. Why has no one done this before? Why is the government not invested in this? Why, why are, are we uh, putting all the regulations on the consumer and making it hard to do business in this country when we can just be vacuuming the sky? They say, how can it help? Well... So there's more carbon dioxide in the air than we need. We all hear about that. Global warming, da-da-da, blah blue 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 Concentration of atmospheric carbon pollution has increased by 47% since the beginning of the industrial age. And they say, and if that isn't uh, bad enough, half of the increases in the last 300 years has happened since 1980. Transitioning to clean energy like solar, wind, electric, they say does help with that, but we're pretty far gone, and you've got countries like China and dirty, rotten bastards not giving an F about polluting, and it's putting people that are being forced to care about polluting at a disadvantage in the competitive world of business on the global stage. So, we got this company that's basically got giant air vacuums. They're gonna just suck the carbon out of the air. 
I, I think it's cool. I'm for if you can do this and be successful and these things work, more power to you. I, I am not against doing smart like this seems smart to me. As opposed to me having five kinds of smog equipment on my effing car. Because, well, it's California can make more money. I'm dealing with that in a nightmare right now with California and smog equipment on my car. I've had it fixed twice and it's still not fixed and I'm not passing smog and my smog check is now late and I have a nightmare on my hands. Fun times. Alright, let's uh, wrap it up and get out of here for the final hour. Final hour of the stretch show is coming up. We will sit down with our friend Jet Lawrence. Talk to him as we always do on Monday and then we'll pack it up and get out of here. Coming up on a big 4-9. Thank God, Monday's done already. I see the weekend and we are closing in, getting ready for the final weekend of motocross for a little while. We're gonna get into Washougal this coming Saturday. And then after Washougal, a two week break, these dudes are gonna be gone. And, and so that's really two weeks is like three. It'll be three weeks till there's another race. A very, very long gap. We're gonna have a very dry spell here on the 4-9 with Moto. We've got to fill the void, so maybe we'll run some old interviews. I don't know what we'll do. But we are heading to the hot, dry drought of Moto Summer. See what happens uh, when we get back. See if Jet Lawrence is still perfect when we go into the break. I, I don't know. I think if anyone can knock him off, it's Chase. Chase is the chosen one when it comes to taking out Jet this year. His own teammate. How do you think Honda's going to feel about that? We got a guy doing a historic, perfect season. It's been done before. Ricky Carmichael's done it, and uh, James Stewart's done it. But it's impressive as hell. And, and those are two, like, Mount Rushmore-type names in the moto world. And the fact that this kid's doing it his rookie season is very, very, very impressive. I mean, he's impressive. We may get into a time where Jet just dominates for, like, the next five to seven years and barring an injury will just win supercross motocross supercross motocross he may be the new goat like we're, we're seeing it in the making kind of crazy all right i am uh melting my balls off i am gonna go take a shower and eat lunch that's what i'm gonna do you guys should get your lunch on too we are going to pack it up be back tomorrow morning tomorrow morning Speaking of Chase Sexton, that's who we'll talk to. Got a nice little interview with Chase Saturday after the podium. And uh, we'll run that for you tomorrow along with the Jet interview in the middle of the show. It'll be an all Honda, an HRC Honda kind of day on the 4-9 tomorrow. And then later in the week, we got more HRC Honda when we get to Hanta, who recaptured the red plate in dominant fashion. looking freaking beast mode out there on Saturday as well. Shout out to Hunter. I dig Hunter. And he's been playing hurt, man, and still riding like a champ. All right, you guys have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to us. I'll be back tomorrow, 3 a.m. to noon Pacific, right here on the Big 4-9. Until then, God bless you all, and God bless the United States of America.